Welcome to the Lucky Football Podcast, presented by Lucky Football Action, sponsored by your local sports bar association. Reminding you that, as always, best place to be for any sports game is at your favorite sports bar with your favorite people. Reminding you always to be courteous and tip your bartenders and servers well. We're halfway through the college bowl season. Uh, COVID is starting to wreak havoc on some of these professional leagues and now is transitioning over into the college bowl season. Texas A&M has backed out of their bowl game uh, against, who are they playing? Against I think it was Miami. Uh, that game, no, Wake Forest. That game wasn't until New Year's Eve. Uh, they have a few days to try to find, see if there's going to be a replacement for that. Uh, Miami has some issues as well, so just remember to keep an eye on that. Sometimes it is better to wait to bet on these bowl games to see who is playing, who will be out. Uh, and that is another reason, and that is just an example. Right, starting off Thursday, the 23rd, you have Miami versus Ohio, Miami, Ohio versus North Texas. Uh, game started out my, is uh, Miami, Miami, Ohio minus three. Versus North Texas. North Texas was a team at the very beginning of the season. You faded, but uh, had a very late run to get into bowl games. Started out one and six, and finished six and six. So that's a five-game win streak for North Texas. They even beat UTSA during that stretch. The only team to beat UTSA in the regular season. I like North Texas here to show up, uh, continue that harsh heat streak they're on and get the upset of Miami, Ohio. Next, you have Central Florida versus Florida. This game is actually in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium at the Pirate Ship. I like Central Florida here. Florida doesn't have their head coach, even though they hired Billy Napier. Their star quarterback, Anthony Richardson, AR-15, is out. He had surgery. Florida is also without some other key players. They are starting Emory Jones, who is in the transfer portal, so will not even be on the team next year. UCF is led by Gus Malzahn, who had Florida's number while he was at Auburn, so he knows how to beat Florida. And all of UCF will want to beat up on Florida when they were given a chance, so give me UCF plus seven and UCF money line. Christmas Eve, the only bowl game, and I think the only game going on that day is Memphis versus Hawaii at the Hawaii Bowl. Now, Memphis is now a eight-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Hawaii. This might as well be a home game for Hawaii. But uh, Hawaii has had a surprising season, but the team has pretty much uh, defied their head coach, backed off. Who knows who's going to be playing or if they even care about the game anymore. All the money is coming on Memphis. Hop on Memphis before it gets above 10 on Christmas Day, you have Ball State and Georgia State. Georgia State is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Ball State to cover. A lot of people are fading the MAC, but the MAC has been very good recently. Ball State probably has the best defense of any MAC team. Give me Ball State. Western Michigan versus Nevada. Uh, this is another game that Nevada 
Start out at minus three for Western Michigan. Not sure what it's up to. Hop on it early. Hop on it now. Nevada's head coach is gone. Left for another Mountain West program because they didn't want to pay him the money. Nevada's offense ran through their quarterback. They had less than 80 yards rushing a game. And he's not playing. Carson Strong. So give me Western Michigan all day in this game. Next, you have East Carolina versus Boston College. Boston College is a slight three-point favorite. They will have their quarterback. They had a disappointing season since their quarterback was out for half the year. Eastern Carolina uh, had a okay season. I like Boston College here to kind of cap off their season with a victory to kind of rewrite the wrongs from the regular season. Next, on the 28th, you have Houston versus Auburn. Auburn is the three-point favorite. Auburn will not have Bo Nix. Uh, he's hurt. He's also transferred to Oregon. But this game is not as much about Bo Nix as it is what's left of Auburn and how good Houston has been. Uh, Houston lost early on the very first week of the season and then didn't lose again until the American Camp Championship game against Cincinnati. I don't really know what Auburn has to play for in this game. Houston will love the chance to beat up on an SEC school. Give me Houston with Dana Hogerson as the coach to win. Next, L versus Air Force in the First Responders Bowl. L has no defense. Air Force is going to probably run for 500 yards. They average almost 400 yards a game rushing. Louisville does have Malik Cunningham, who is very good. Excellent player. But give me Air Force. They will want this game more than anybody else. Military academies do very well in bowl games, uh, typically because they don't make it there and they want to make the most of it. Next, you have Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. This is the Mike Leach Bowl. Mississippi State is an eight and a half, nine and a half point favorite right now. That is a lot of uh, points for Mississippi State, but Texas Tech has not looked good, and Mississippi State has looked very good, have made, made some big upsets against Texas A&M, and they also beat uh, Kentucky, who was playing on both of whom were, playing, were scheduled to play on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day Bowls. I uh, like Mississippi State and Mike Leach to exact revenge on Texas State, who apparently still owes Mike Leach millions of dollars. North Carolina State versus UCLA. Two teams that started off strong but fizzled out as the season went on. North Carolina State is a one-point favorite. North Carolina State has a better defense. I like them in this game, even though DTR for UCLA typically shows up. Give me North Carolina State. West Virginia on the road to Minnesota. Uh, not on the road. at Min uh, Playing Minnesota. West Virginia is a four-point uh, underdog. Uh, Minnesota does not deserve to be favored in a bowl game. Give me West Virginia. 29th, you got Virginia and SMU. Uh, SMU is a one-and-a-half-point underdog. 
Virginia has their new head coach. SMU's head coach is gone. I don't think either team is going to be playing with their head coach. Really no way to lean. The total is 71. Uh, if anything, you know, SMU might want to take the chance to beat up on a Power 5 program. That's a slight lean, but who knows on that game. Wait for more information to come out on who may or may not be playing. If Virginia has their quarterback, I tend to lean towards their quarterback. Maryland, Virginia Tech. Uh, give me Maryland this game. One-point underdog. Not much of a underdog. Uh, Virginia Tech has gone through a, a coaching transition, so I like the stability at Maryland. Next, you have Iowa State and Clemson. This is a complete letdown game for Clemson. A lot of their players are transferring and opting out. They're out both of their coordinators who are moving on to head coaching jobs. And Iowa State has Brock Purdy and Matt Campbell still. So give me Iowa State even without Brees Hall. Next, Oregon versus Oklahoma. Oregon is a four and a half point underdog. Oregon has looked bad against well managers against Utah. And Oklahoma has typically done terrible in bowl games. Now, granted, that is in the college football playoff against Alabama and Georgia, who beat everybody in Clemson. Like Oregon here, uh, Oklahoma has a new head coach. I'm not sure if Venables is going to be coaching them or not. But and Oregon also will have a new head coach as well. But... I like Oregon's team here to cover after Oklahoma has had a disappointing season. Moving on to December 30th, South Carolina versus North Carolina. Battle of the Carolinas. South Carolina surprisingly made a bowl game. If you had predicted that this season, very, very good for you because uh, no one else did. North Carolina is a seven-point favorite. Last chance you'll get to probably see Sam Howell in college. I like North Carolina here. Uh, South Carolina still doesn't have a quarterback, and I've been fading them all year and have been wrong on them. But give me North Carolina to beat up on South Carolina this year. Next year, Purdue versus Tennessee. The total is at 64. Uh, this might be the first one to 40 with as much as both of the – First one to 50, as much as these teams like to pass. I'm leaning towards UT, uh, Tennessee with first-year head coach who has exceeded expectations in his first year with Josh Heupel. Next, you have Pitt versus Michigan State, a very intriguing matchup. Uh, Pitt's quarterback, Kenny Pickett, Last I heard, I think he was opting out. If he doesn't play, give me Michigan State. If he does play, I lean Pitt uh, just to see him light it up. Last I heard, he wasn't playing, so give me Michigan State. Next, you have Arizona State versus Wisconsin. Arizona State is a seven-point underdog. I don't know how Wisconsin became a seven-point favorite to anybody. 
Give me Arizona State. Moving on to New Year's Eve. Now, this is where the underdogs, the favorites tend to cover about half of the percentage like normal compared to the underdogs who had this uh, huge edge of 70% before this time in the bowl games. College football playoff kicks off with Georgia and Michigan. Uh, Georgia right now is minus eight. If this game goes to 10 on Georgia, I like Michigan to cover, but I like Georgia to win. If it stays under 10, give me Georgia. Georgia and Michigan are built the same. Georgia just has a much better defensive all around than Michigan, even though Michigan had the Heisman finalist. I'm not going to talk about Texas A&M and Wake Forest since Texas A&M had to back out due to COVID. Next is Washington State versus Miami of Florida. Uh, right now, it's looking like Miami of Florida is having COVID issues, so give me Washington State, but I'll wait to bet that until we hear more about Miami. Next college football playoff game is Cincinnati and Bama. Line is probably going to jump up to over 17, maybe even more for Bama as the favorite. Doesn't matter how you feel about Cincinnati. This is Alabama with Nick Saban. And when Nick Saban has time to prepare for opponent and in these big games, he covers. You bet Bama. Final New Year's Eve Bowl is Boise State and Central Michigan in the Arizona Bowl. Uh, better have Sling TV or YouTube TV or another streaming service to get Barstool TV to watch this game. Boise State is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I'm taking Central Michigan this game. Uh, Boise State is not good enough to be a seven-and-a-half point favorite against anybody. New Year's Day Bowl, Arkansas versus Penn State. Uh, both teams, surprisingly, Arkansas especially to be here. Penn State uh, has out for a terrible year last year. Rebound to make a New Year's Day Bowl. Give the slight edge to Penn State. Uh, just a better team. Arkansas, good team, but got lucky early on the season with their upsets and later on got exposed, so give me Penn State. Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. If there was a 12-team playoff, this would be a playoff game. Notre Dame without Brian Kelly. Supposedly, he's kind of a big meanie to everybody there, so maybe the team comes out better. Uh, maybe Oklahoma State rebounds after their biggest win ever against Oklahoma. I do like Oklahoma as the slight underdog of two and a half. Next, you have UK versus Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. Floating around a pick has gone up as high as UK minus three. Iowa's offense is terrible, but Iowa's offense is really good. I mean, defense is really good, forced a lot of turnovers. Kentucky likes to turn the ball over a lot on offense. If Kentucky can keep it less than two total turnovers, I like Kentucky to win. And in a pick em game, you take the team you think is going to win, so give me Kentucky. Plus, they do very well in these bigger bowl games they just 
want it more. In the Rose Bowl, you have Utah versus Ohio State. Utah is ecstatic to be in the Rose Bowl. Ohio State wanted to be in the playoff. Give me Utah. Ohio State just will not want to be there. Ryan Day may be going to coach the Bears, supposedly. Who knows? Last New Year's Day Bowl, you have Baylor versus Ole Miss. Baylor off the conference championship win. Ole Miss had a very good year, but I like Baylor as a conference champion. Right now, they're, it's around to pick them. I don't know if they'll be the favorite or underdog in this one, but give me Baylor. And on January 4th, you have LSU versus Kent State, the last bowl game of the year. I mean, not Kent State, Kansas State. LSU has their new coach in Brian Kelly. Uh, don't think Ed Orgeron is coaching this game. I like Kansas State here to get the victory. Uh, this team's just going to be looking to go through there and enjoy the bowl. LSU's going to be looking to go through the bowl festivities and end their season and not look to win the game. Give me Kansas State. Moving on to NFL Week 16. Last week you saw in the NFL games getting switched around due to COVID. Possibly more the same as more people test positive, especially for the Chiefs. Thursday night kicks off 49ers and the Titans. Uh, right now the Titans are three and a half point underdogs. This line's probably going to shift more to the 49ers as they are hot and the Titans have been bad. They just lost to the Steelers and turned the ball over four times. Might have Julio Jones. Titans might have Julio Jones and might have A.J. Brown, but will not have half their offensive line. At three and a half, I lean towards the 49ers, but it's hard to take the Titans if this game gets above seven. I'll, I'll take the Titans. If it stays around the three, take the 49ers. Probably a game that's going to go to the under. A lot of the Titans games have gone toward the under recently. A lot of NFL games have gone to the under this year. Saturday on Christmas Day, you have the Browns and the Packers. Uh, money is coming on the Browns. They're a seven-and-a-half point underdog. Browns coming off a COVID almost win with third-string quarterback. But I'm taking the Packers here. Uh, they didn't cover last week. They're going to cover this week. Don't worry about Aaron Rodgers' toe. He's going to play. He just doesn't want to practice. Colts and the Cardinals. This game's floating around to pick them depending on where it is. One side or the other might have plus one, minus one. The problem with betting the Colts is you're betting on Cardinals. You're not... If they have to rely on Carson Wentz, it's not a good scenario. But as long as the Colts keep running the ball the way they do with Jonathan Taylor, give me the Colts. That offensive line is great. And the Cardinals can't adjust, or Cliff Kingsbury can't adjust. Next, on Sunday for the early games, kicks off the Bucks-Panthers. Bucks are 11-point uh, favorite. Panthers might have Sam Darnold back. Does it matter? No. Bucks don't have all the receivers besides Antonio Brown. Uh, so tough spot for the Bucks. But the under when a is at 44. Give me the under. 
it's a system pick that hits 75 plus percent of the time when a road division favorite of eight or more the under hits 70 percent of the time so give me the under and the favorite covers 60 percent of the time so give me the bucks next you have the chargers at houston houston got their win last week the chargers are nine and a half point favorite give me the chargers Giants plus 10 against the Eagles. The Eagles coming off this Tuesday victory and a bounce back game on Sunday. Whole week's been uh, shifted. Like the Eagles to thread the need, uh, the Giants to thread the needle of the plus 10. But the Eagles win the game. Next, you have the Ravens plus two and a half versus the Bengals. Ravens got lucky last week by being able to cover. Huntley is good, but that defense is too banged up. Give me the Bengals at minus two and a half. Lions and the Falcons. Lions got to come off that big win. The Falcons beat the bad teams. Like to see this line drop, but as long as it stays under a touchdown, give me the Falcons. In a game that I don't think anybody really cares about, even these two teams, is the Jags at the Jets. Jags couldn't even win a game without Urban. Uh, maybe this is when they get the new coach bump or interim coach bump. But I don't know. I'm going to go with the Jets. Not sure I actually bet it, but I'm leaning that way. Next, you have the Rams at the Vikings. Rams are at minus three coming off that Tuesday win. Uh, this is a good team. Kirk Cousins does not do well against good teams, even though it's not prime time. At minus three, give me the Rams. If it goes above uh, six, probably take the Vikings. Vikings like to lose on the last play by a field goal, if not a touchdown. Bills are going to the Patriots this time. Right now, the Bills are at a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Patriots looked bad against the Colts last week on Saturday. They've had an extra day of Bill Belichick uh, to fire them up. I like the Patriots to win again against the Bills. Uh, Patriots are a team that like to run the ball, and the Bills haven't shown they can stop a team that can run the ball or beat a team. Moving on to the afternoon, have the Bears... It's plus seven against the Seahawks. Seahawks should not be seven-point favorites to anybody, uh, but I don't think the Bears can keep it within a touchdown against anybody. Maybe Russell Wilson can figure out how to throw to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett without them having to stop and come back for the ball. Give me the Seahawks. I don't like it. Next year, the Broncos versus the Raiders. Another divisional matchup. Raiders are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, barely able to beat a Browns team that was hit hard by COVID. Like for a little ba uh, bounce back from the Raiders to come back. Broncos were going to be without Teddy Bridgewater probably, but that probably doesn't hurt them, except maybe the backup 
and Drew Locke might throw a late interception. So lean towards the Raiders here. Steelers at the Chiefs. Now, Chiefs are having people test positive left and right. If you can still bet the Steelers at plus 9.5, do it now. If not, wait to see what happens with that line. But if more people test positive for the Chiefs, I'm not sure how they will fare well against the Steelers. Uh, took them a while this year to figure out how to play with only two good receivers. So if they're without Kelsey and Hill, not sure how they'll do against the Steelers. Defense, even though I don't have any faith in Big Ben or that Steelers offense. Took them four turnovers to beat the Titans. Sunday night football, you have the Washington football team versus the Cowboys. You got to take the Cowboys at minus 10. Washington football team is still battling COVID. Uh, they're on their third or fourth string quarterback and third string on everybody. They're getting players back. But players who have come back from COVID have looked not the same the first week, so give me the Cowboys. Monday night football is the Dolphins at the Saints. The Saints are a three-point home favorite for an un- over-under of 39, the lowest total of the week. Saints off that big victory against on Sunday night against the Bucks, going at the Bucks. Tua has kind of turned around this season after a trade deadline since they're not rooming for him to go anywhere. I like the Saints, though, here. Uh, Dolphins, it's more Taysom Hill doesn't get enough credit for what he is. Uh, Saints just kind of plug away and do their thing and keep winning. Has been the Lucky Football Podcast, presented by Lucky Football Action. Reminding you that all my picks are posted to Pano Pick on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Lucky Football Action. And this is sponsored by your local sports bar association. Reminding you that it's more fun. It is always the best place to watch any game is at your favorite sports bar of your favorite friends. Remember, be courteous to your bartenders and servers.